ladies, let's join in. Join in my life, faith and beauty, and so much more. So let's empower each other and be informative. Yeah. So get inspired and have real truth. Queen, queen, conversation. conversation. Hey, and welcome back to Queen Conversations. This is your host, Daquana Farrow. So glad you joined us again uh, for another episode. Today, I want to make this disclaimer. Today, we're talking about uh, domestic violence awareness. And uh, if you have a younger audience or younger children um, that you normally allow to listen to this, I would advise you um, to listen yourself first before you shared it. Um, today, uh, my uh, guest on the show is one of my favorite people in the world. Um, she is creative. She is an advocate, uh, both for children and women, um, loves to work with young people. Um, she is creative as a stylist. She's creative in so many different ways, um, artistically and otherwise. Um, I want to welcome to the show my sister, Dewan. Culpepper. Hey, hey Dewan. Hey, sister. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Thank you for being um, willing to be a part of the show, um, and especially for uh, this particular topic that is um, important, especially in the month of October, but every day. Um, and having being a survivor yourself, we're want, we would definitely look forward to uh, you sharing with us today. Absolutely. So as we usually start the show, it's usually a little this or that, but because I have my sister with me, we're going to do a slightly different. Uh, we're going to do a who's most likely to between myself and my sister. I'm ready. So, so just, just, uh, just <laughs> because we have people that watch us on video, we could point to each other, but then the people on uh, the, the regular uh, podcast platforms won't be able to see that. So right. either way, however you want to designate it. Um, so most likely to cry in public, you or me, Duan? I don't. I would say neither. <laughs> hey, if, we a little. Gangster. If it happens, we go somewhere and be real discreet about it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely are not public criers. That is not a thing. But I would have to say, Duan, if anybody did it, probably you, not me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Most likely to forget birthdays, definitely. Daquana. Me, I forget everything. Uh, <laughs> most likely to be sleepy. Daquana. <laughs> I go to bed early, y'all. I can't do it. Because I don't, I don't go to sleep. I just, you know, I take naps. I don't you rest. A, you take a little rest here and there. So <laughs> who's most likely to be impatient? That's me. I don't know. But Daquana, you, you It depends. Keep. Yeah, it definitely depends. The one could definitely be impatient too. So depends on what it is. But I probably Absolutely. probably me over the one. Uh, Most yeah. likely to fall while walking. <laughs> <laughs> me? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had my clumsy days back in the day. Back in the days. Back in the days. Not not anymore. I'm more I'm more graceful now. Most yeah. likely to laugh at the wrong moment. That's what the one. Both of us. No, that's you. Okay, okay, okay. It's definitely you. You do not have okay, any okay, boundaries. Okay. But 
if you we are together, you won't if we are together, then we, we we probably more than likely will laugh at the wrong time. If we're well, together. together, but just in in general, that's you. That Most me. likely to be a flirt. Don't <laughs> No, you can't lead no fit. Most likely to spend all their money on something stupid. Daquana. You think so? Yeah. Like what? Like what? Like what? <laughs> uh, most likely to get a stalker. Uh, yeah, I had a stalker before, so that's probably me. I, uh, maybe a stalker magnet or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, you know, I'm talking about like in real life. I had a real stalker that didn't know oh, me. Oh, yeah, I did too. Of course. Yeah. Didn't know times. me. Swore I was his wife. Anyway, next. Um, most likely <laughs> to cry at a sad movie. Definitely not me. I've never cried at any movie. No. Ever. Uh, most likely to be a drama queen. The one. Yep, definitely. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a sure thing. Most likely to listen to classical music. Probably me, because I'm the nerdy one. But I will listen. But it's yeah, not my first listen. choice. You open, you open. Uh, most likely to always be happy. That's Duan, not I, because I don't be playing. Me, for sure. <laughs> most likely to skydive. For sure, me. Me, 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 me. Definitely you. She ain't having it. Most likely to know all the words to the TV show theme song. Dewan. Me. Definitely Dewan. For sure. Um. <laughs> Most likely to have the most piercings, definitely do one. I took them all out though, so I don't. <laughs> As of right but now, you had the most. Life, but you I had don't the have most. any other than my ears. That's funny. <laughs> most likely to give all their money to charity. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Uh, <laughs> most likely to be the best at math, Daquana. <laughs> I'm the nerdy one. That was fun. Thank you, Dewan, yeah. for playing along. Mm -hmm. So, Dewan, I want to I want to talk to you because um, you number one, you are a domestic violence survivor, okay? And I want to talk because there are a lot of women in this audience, and uh, there are many of them that may have experienced some of the things you experience, and then there may be some that haven't. Uh, but we want to make sure that we share with them in a way that allows them to avoid going through some of the tragic things you experience. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about how it is that you found yourself um, in a relationship or describe the relationship that you were in um, or previous relationships that you were in and some of the things that you saw and experienced that made them violent situations. Well, um, as in any situation or any relationship at the beginning, it's always peaches and cream. Oh, they're the best. I love them. I'm in love with them. And but after so long, because it's 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 trying to give you they're trying to give you this picture of who they possibly be or they're trying to give you this picture of what they think you like. But however, if that's not the real them the real self has to reveal and because it becomes uncomfortable for them to be something they are not. Right. And so in most situations you found yourself in the person that you were in the relationship with in, they had a facade of right. who they wanted to present themselves. But right. after a period of time, their true character and their true behavior start to come out. That's very true. 
Okay. I would say I would say it usually happens maybe after 30, 60 days. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably really hard for somebody to maintain a facade for a very long time. So 30 Absolutely. to 60 days is usually when you saw mm -hmm. that they would basically flip the script. Okay. And um some of the some of the um behaviors that you experience did they come off as like mild behaviors and then graduated or was it shoot 30 60 days we here now she's in let me just let it hang all out well in my experience it came off as mild and i'll give you an example um trying to pick and choose your friends for you don't mm -hmm. hang out with charlie because charlie has this type of background don't hang out with melissa because melissa dresses like this it, it comes off as you trying to be genuine and, mm -hmm. and tell me that i'm not being wise with choosing my friends or um you see something in my friends that i don't see so mm -hmm. it's almost like you're trying to be a protector but all the while you're trying to groom and separate me from the ones that know me the longest or knows me best so that's major so number one out the gate there is this controlling aspect of it Absolutely. that is trying to um, separate and or isolate you from people that you genuinely care about. Um, and I know this to be true because in the specific relationship, the last relationship uh, that I would have considered um, a violent relationship with you, our relationship changed, the dynamic of our relationship. My sister and I talk every single day. There's not a day that I don't talk to my sister. But in this relationship, um, there was definitely a degree of separation. Um, and so one of the warning signs uh, is that they will attempt to um, devalue your friendships, your family members, um, really in attempt to make you rely solely on absolutely that. So true. Right. Okay. So go ahead, Dewan. What other what other signs uh are, are how 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 was the gradual because it was mild and then it graduated? What other signs are there in a relationship that is toxic and or violent? When it comes to your phone, um, let's share passcodes. Um, let me put you on my Sprint account or my whatever account so you can have like the latest phone or let's have matching phones, things like that. So if if you don't have, say if you're on Metro and they have like Verizon or you know one of the, the bigger companies, mm -hmm. let me put you on my my um my phone line and I'll pay for it. Mm -hmm. You know, who doesn't want to eliminate any extra bills, you know? So it came off as, hey, I'm looking out for you, but actually you're setting up to be nosy. Right. Okay. So so <laughs> attempts to seem to be harmless in offering help or assistance when in actuality they want access to all of your communication to be sure that you're not doing anything that they would consider a violation of the relationship. Correct. Wow. Um, and so how did you perceive that? So did, in the beginning, did you perceive it as, oh, that's a nice gesture and that would be nice for me? Or how did you perceive that? Well, absolutely. You know, um, at the time, this was when Apple was really trying to open up to um, 
the public, not really so much like in government or like offices. It more so went out to the actual public where you can now have the latest technology. Mm -hmm. um, and it just wasn't just for a special group. Um, so I was excited about it. You know, hey, I never had Apple phone. You know, people always talk about the Team Droid and Apple. Listen, I want the Apple phone too. So to me, it came off as harmless. Okay, well, you know, I'm not doing anything that would uh, make you feel that I am, you know, creeping or got a side person. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah. And then at the time, you know, I was, you know, a mother and I wanted to have like that extra, um, extra help when it comes to, to bills because I was not only paying for my phone bill, I was also paying for my daughter's phone bill. So it came yeah. off as harmless to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, Dewan, speaking of your daughter, um, who is now deceased and we'll go into some of that later and it's as a result of a domestic violence relationship um what are the ways in which they entreated your daughter or child were there any signs that your daughter was not comfortable or did they treat them any sort of way um well actually at the beginning of you know getting to know this person i did not implement my child because I wanted to make sure that I like this person or this person is who they are. Um, and just because I know that I had an older older child, um, it, it's not easy introducing someone into their life, you know, abrupt. So I kind of like, you know, hey, I do have a daughter, but I'm not ready for you to meet her. You know, hey, um, baby girl, I, I, I do like somebody, but I'm not ready for you to meet them just yet. So I kind of just waited, um, you know, waited a little while to to introduce them to um, each other's world. Waited a period of time before you introduce your child, but you didn't detect that there was any behaviors toward your child. Not until after um, I introduced uh him to her um a sense that he possibly was jealous of the relationship that uh her and i had um just simply because he had mommy issues and didn't have the greatest relationship with his mother wow um so once you know he said a few things that didn't sit right with me and i explained to him and expressed to him hey listen her and i were together we've been together she's my child i'm her mother and there's no one or anything that would allow me to separate from her. Wow. Um, she is mine and I am hers. Wow. And if you're not able to um, coexist in our world as her and I are together, then it wouldn't be you and I. And I know wow. her. I know what she would say. I know what she would do. And I know what she wouldn't do. And I know what okay. she wouldn't say. So with that, was he accusatory towards her, saying she would say certain things or do certain things that were uncharacteristic of who she was? He he had told me that she asked him for money, and that's not a thing. You know, she knows right. exactly who to ask for some money if she needs money. Or any. And he would not be one of them. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. And then where, <clears throat> at what point then, Dewan, did the relationship take a turn for um, physical violence towards you? There was a friend of mine who had a birthday party. And and once again, we're talking about friends that he wanted to separate um, from me being friends with. 
they had a birthday party um, and I mentioned that, hey, I want to go, but due to the weather, I ended up changing my mind and not wanting to go. And then also because he made me feel so bad, I wanted to go hang out with this person after he done told me how he felt about them. Mm-hmm. So um, I I, I want to say I had a conversation with the young lady. Hey, you know, happy birthday. I'm not going to be able to make it. And he didn't like me talking to them on the phone. So he snatched the phone and hung up on them. Mm. So that was the first sign, like, whoa. Right, of aggression. Right. Okay. And how did you feel after that occurrence? Were you like, this is not normal? Or were you like, well, he's just looking out for me? Um, it was definitely alarming because, you know, I, I'm only 4'11 in statue. Um, mm-hmm. So, and he was maybe 6'3", 6'4". Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely intimidating. So I, I, I didn't know what to think because first of all, this is not in his character that I have seen thus far. With right. Dana. He kept up that facade for a while. Yeah. So, so it was starting to seep out who he really was. And, and I, I didn't, I didn't care for any of that. Like, you know, what are you, why are you snatching my phone? And, and, and mind you, this was a phone that he purchased Mm-hmm. So I guess in his mind, he felt like he had the other. That was to, my phone. Like I could do that because I, I have a choice to do whatever I want with it because right. I bought it. I bought it. I pay for the monthly bill so I could do what I want to, to this phone. So he snatched it and he pretty much threw it across the room. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then what kind of, what, what, now after he did this to Juan, was it a, an apology? Was it, you know, oh, what, what followed that? Well, follow that is me questioning, why did you do that? What was the purpose? And after me asking that question, it was a fly open hand to my mouth. Wow. After you asked, why did you do that? You were then slapped by him? Right. Wow. Hmm. And then, so, so was there, was there any, after that, any sort of apology? Like, well, I didn't mean to do that or it was blah, 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 blah. Or is that, that's just set the tone for the rest of the relationship? Yeah. It it wasn't an apology after that. It was, mm-hmm. you know, things just got worse. Okay. Quickly worse or progressively worse? It would change. But that day it was an open hand. It was a... You know, the open hand to the mouth, which caused my mouth to bleed. Mm. Um, and was your child there, present? I'm sorry. Was your child present? She was in the other room, so she had no clue okay. to what was going on. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, after after the open hand, um, it became of more so of a abduction more type situation because after that, I didn't I didn't have access to to a phone because he took the phone. Um, I didn't have access to car keys. I couldn't leave because, yeah, he took those um, and pretty much held me against my will for several Mm. days. Wow. Okay. And so what what was going on in your mind at that point in time? Did you feel like you were in harm's way? Did you feel like, oh, he just maybe having an off week or what was going through your mind? I was definitely in disbelief, like, oh, my goodness. At almost a week after I didn't introduce you to my child, you know, because I always feel like parents should be role models for their children because mm-hmm. you are teaching them without teaching them because right. they don't necessarily do what you say. They do as you do. 
Right. So I I definitely was feeling like, oh my God, in disbelief, like, who are you really? You know, um, and all I could think was this is really not happening because I always see like movies on Lifetime, things of that nature. Like, no, nah, this don't even happen to us. But it actually life. does happen to us. When you say us, who are you referring to, Dewan? I'm speaking of, when I say us, I'm speaking of people in my family. I'm speaking of, when I say us, I'm speaking of people that are in my circle, um, people of color. Right. And so let us dispel, dispel those myths that it could happen to any person. Absolutely. Regardless of color, regardless of what community, regardless of social economic status, it can happen to anyone. Correct. Right. And so, Dewan, after you experience like this major blowout, because at this point, he's 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 snatched your phone uh, violently. He slapped you to the point that you bled you bled at the mouth. Um, he's basically held you and a lot not allowed you to communicate to anyone or go any place. So he would text my family as if it was me. He would text my job as if it was me. Call wow. me from work. Um, to call off of work? Yeah. Okay. As I had my boss phone number in there and, you know, her and I, we talk outside of work. So he, you know, he texts her and say, well, hey, I'm not coming in today. I'm not feeling well. Um you know, those type of things. And he also said, well, you know, I failed and hurt my mouth, you know, based off oh, of- Oh, he tried to he cover did. for you as if he was you. Right. Oh my gosh. Now y'all got to bear with me because some of this I'm hearing for the first time. So uh, my reactions to some of this is extremely genuine. Um. So after you said for a few days, he held you captive, but then after those few days, I'm assuming he allowed you to go back to work or uh, resume some quote unquote normal activity. So what happened was um, because Brianna and I sat, had such a connection, you know, she, um, she said to me like, you know, I felt like something was going on, but then let me tell you, let me back up just a little bit. So Brianna knocks on the bedroom door and say, hey, mom, I missed the bus, which is totally out of character for her because, for one, she loves school um, and she loves to dress and see her friends, all those things. And missing the bus is just not something that she does. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't even have to get her for school and get mm -hmm. her ready because she already set her alarm. She already had her clothes out. She just was that type of kid. Awesome. So she knocks on the door and say, hey, mom, I missed the bus. And any parent knows that if your child missed the bus, you have to what? Take them to school. You have, you have to take them to school. So this was my opportunity to um, be released by, by this man. So um, when he um, heard that, you know, what she said through the door, knocked on the door, said she missed the bus, um, he whispered to me and said, don't you try anything because I know you beep are up to something and we really wasn't you know i i really didn't see see much of her you know i would be laying down when she would come use the bathroom because the way his apartment was set up the restroom was in in the master room okay um so um when she did that and i prayed i pretty much didn't sleep any of these days that he helped me captive because i just didn't know what 
was his intent or what he was going to do next. And I just mm -hmm. wanted to be aware and alert um, because not only did I want to protect um, myself, I, I most definitely wanted to protect my child. Mm -hmm. So when she knocked on the door and said, hey, I missed the bus, um, he got up and said, well, you know what, I'm going to take her. And I'm like, well, you can't take her because you're not on her pickup or drop off list. list you're not her right. parent. I have to. So um, he allowed me to get dressed. Um, he didn't want me to put any underclothes on because I don't know why. But I said, I can't go into school like that. So he allowed me to put underclothes on. Um, and I said, I need to warm up the car because it's snowing outside. And he gave me the keys and gave me a look of, don't you try me. So once I came out of the room um, and, and Brianna saw me, um, we both kind of started walking really fast. It's like we were in sync, both started walking really fast. I didn't even like get a chance to warm the car up. I pretty much just floored it, gassed the paddle down mm. to the floor and got away. And he was in my rearview mirror. That's how I was able to get away because my daughter said, Mom, I missed the bus. And with her saying, Mom, I missed the bus, she said in the car, she said, Mom, I, I didn't miss the bus. I stood on the side of the building waiting and thinking about what should I do because something's wow. going on in that room with my mom. Wow. I was going to ask you that, but you answered the question. She, yeah. she was, my niece is so intelligent, so bright. Um, so she sensed it and said, we got we to gotta make a break for it. And said, Mom, yeah. I missed the bus. Okay. And yeah. then where did you go, Dewan, when you left? So when we got in the car, I had no clue where to go. The first thing in my mom was like, hey, let me go to the corner. You know, because we like this. And I got to let her know what's going on. And I need her to help me. Um, but on the way there, I think I may have ran red lights. I don't even know. Like, it was almost like I teleported there. Um, and I know along the way of getting to, to your job. Um, I would have conversations with Brianna and tell her, like, you know, this is not the way you're supposed to be treated. Love doesn't hurt. Um, and nothing in that apartment is worth us going back for. I will mm -hmm. replace it. I promise you. Um, and I love you. And I'm sorry because I know I messed up. Mm -hmm. mm, wow. And so uh, when you got to me then, uh, you know, my memory is blur. Okay, so when I got to you, you were shocked to see me. Like, well, what are you guys doing here? Um, right. Um, but I can tell that you were happy to see me. And I was... Yeah, I hadn't seen you in a while. I hadn't talked to you in a while. Like I said, we talked every day. Yeah, so we, we both were happy to see each other. And I just cried. And you're like, we'll just go to my house. You know, I'll be off. I'll try to get off early. You know, and you can tell me about what you want to do with that. Mm -hmm. um, and at this particular time... It was my nephew's birthday, and I felt so bad because we were going to go out to eat and all those things and celebrate his birthday, but it turned out to be something totally different. Right, because of what was going on. Right. Um, and my nephew, I adopted my nephew, so he lived with me, and that was, that was a part of my immediate family. Um, and so, Dewan, after, after, after you experienced that, you kind of made a break for it, um, kind of got me up to speed to what was going on. How far into the relationship as far as the timeline were you? Well, I want to say I met him maybe October. Mm -hmm. This was only January. Right. So very quickly. Very quickly. Right. 
Okay. So then after that, after that, you experienced that, um, did you go back? There was a part of me that still communicated with him because I knew of all the mean and nasty, heinous things that he said he would do to my family. So I figured if I would just, you know, keep him at ease by just conversating with him, maybe he won't do those things. Or maybe I can kind of manipulate him, make him feel like I still like him a little bit just so I can protect my family because uh, family is everything to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he said he would do things to, you know, my sisters, my aunt my daughter, um, and he pretty much kind of knew those people were like seriously connected to me. So it wasn't any strong more... connections, any family, strong connections or friendship didn't, he didn't, he was not a fan of. Right. No. So it wasn't, it wasn't more so of a, Hey, I still like you. I forgive you type of thing, because there's no way that I would be with a person who would make me sit in the shower with them as when they're using the restroom to have control. There's no way I would want to be with a person who would tie my hands. There was no way that I would want to be with a person who would lock all their windows and place glass plates in front of them. So if, if I try to escape, then those plates or things will fall. And, you know, and there's no way that I would so want these to are realistic things that you experience. Absolutely. Being tied, your hands being tied. Absolutely. There's you no having way to stand to... in the bathroom when they went to the bathroom or when they showered. You having to be afraid there's... to touch the window because right. they had it rigged to where they would know if you touched the window. What did this do to you psychologically? Like what space were you in um, having to deal with these abnormal behaviors in a relationship? I, I kind of felt like, you know, I deserve this because... I got myself involved with this person. I kind of felt like, well, maybe I've done something so wrong in my life that this was my karma. Like, you know, as people say, you know, I felt, I felt as if I deserved it. So you were blaming yourself at that time. Okay. And that's a major, major, major thing. Um, Also something that people are experienced mistreat, uh, mistreatment, abuse, um, any of that. It is not your fault. Absolutely not. That a person cannot control themselves and that a person has urges to hurt you, hit you, um, psychologically torture you. It is not your fault. Okay. So then what proceeded from there? So at that point, you kept loose contact just as a means of trying to ensure that whatever ill promises he made toward you or threats he made towards you and our family, mm-hmm. um, essentially that he didn't follow through on. So then what happened from there, um, Dewan? So um, after, I'll, I'll go back just a little, after I um, met with you at your job, um, you know, I had, I had to call to school and tell Brianna's not coming today. I just, I just did not know what he was capable of, but I know he was capable of something mm-hmm. um, just because, it was past anger in his face. It was rage in his face. Mm. Okay. So I, I I went to the police station later on that day, um, filed a report. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's this person who is, you know, manipulating, uh, abduction, you know, rape, all those things. I encountered yeah. that as well. Those things that helped me captive. Um, so in their eyes, they want you to you know, file a police report. Um, they wanted me to do a rape kit, 
all these things that I know that would not stand up in the court of law simply because prior to him um, doing these things, he was my boyfriend. So the rape thingy would be thrown out because I gave consent days prior to him doing these things. Um, in your mind, that's what you were thinking. In my mind. That's what okay. I was thinking. Okay. Um, and then also when they say, um, I want you to get a protective order. Um, and I grew up in, as you know, we grew up in, you know, cities that if somebody want to touch you, you can be touched. Um, mm -hmm. and when I say that I'm speaking of, if they want to cause harm to you, they will do that. And it has nothing to do with the piece of paper in my mind. Right. You know, now, to each his own, if you feel as if you're in that situation and you want to get a protective order and get it through the courts or whatnot, so be it. Um, you should. And you should. So. You should. However, I did not do that because mm -hmm. I didn't feel like that was enough protection for me. Yeah. But why did you? It, it, there's one thing to feel like it's not enough, but then also it's something. It right? is. It, it is, is better than nothing. It is. However, he was already on because he was recently released from, you know, the prison system and he was on parole. Mm -hmm. um, parole, office, parole officer had never came over to visit while I was there. Um, pro, uh, the probation officer allowed him to live on their own after it's supposed to be living in a halfway house situation. Not mm -hmm. sure how he was able to come up out of that, but he was able to live on his own and did not um, go see a probation or parole officer. So I didn't feel as if the system was uh, monitoring him enough as is. Mm -hmm. So okay. that's why I felt as if that was just not enough in my situation. Was there some part of you that felt like... Um, if I go that far, he's going to get in more trouble. Absolutely, because it's it's you're upsetting or poking the bear, as people say. Right. Um, okay. I thought she loved me. You know, she should be able to forgive me type thing. Why would she do that? Right. Got in it. my mind. That's okay. what I thought. Yeah, because I think there's a part of there's a part of it that there's a fear in you that's like, hey, I want to do something, but I don't want to go that far because then this will happen and this will happen. Okay. So then after you filed the report and all of that, uh, tell me, tell me what progressed or how it progressed from there. So after I, re I filed the report, um, I, I kind of went back to work, um, because I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't receiving any type of benefits from the system. So if I'm not working, I'm not eating. If I'm not working, I'm not paying bills. Mm -hmm. So I went back to work um, my job was aware of what was going on. They had his pictures posted up everywhere. And I worked at an auto auction at the time. Mm -hmm. So and it was open to the public. So anyone could pretty much come in there to bid on a vehicle or um, start a business on, um, you know, having an a, a auto lot. Mm -hmm. So, and then also, um, um, I had, well, they had the sheriff's department. Uh, park their vehicle outside of my window of where I worked at. Mm, okay. So he definitely is on high alert. Be alert of this person. Be aware of this person. Mm -hmm. So from there, um, were you still in contact at that point? I was not at that point. I was not. Um, but he would call my office desk phone. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, I miss you. Why are you, why are you doing this to me? You know, I'm sorry. 
um, let's try it over. You know, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, you know, I was listening to other people when it came to you, but I'm thinking like, what other people are you listening to? Because I didn't know your friends and your friends didn't know me. Um, so I just was confused on that. And, you know, and he would, you know, be real apologetic. I, you know, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I need to see you. Um, I called your auntie and this and that. And she said, you should forgive me. What are you talking about? So, so following your getting law enforcement involved, then comes the apologies and then comes the, you know, um, you know, let's start over again. Let's just, you know, all of that came after you took action, essentially. Yep. The apologies never came until I got the police involved. Wow. And so that was, that was, that was in his own self-interest right. more than it was yours. Okay. Right. Okay. And then was there any other, were there any other, so following that, did you accept this, did you accept this apology? I did. I said, I forgive you, um, but I, I cannot be with you. Okay. And then how did he respond to that? I, 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 I forgive you, but I can't be with you. Um, it was one of those long, wow, you know, got one of those as if, you know, he deserved to be uh, forgiven or he deserves a second chance. Mm. And did he take, what actions did he take after that? <clears throat> I'm sorry, you said again? What actions did he take after that? After you said, I, I love you. I, I think I, that I, was I you, the beginning of him becoming uh, obsessed. More, more obsessed. Becoming okay. a stalker. Okay. So when you say stalking you, he was, what was he doing? Um, I, I do believe he had, um, come to my job, you know, mm -hmm. and sat in the parking lot, but not near where my window was. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that happened. Okay. On multiple occasions or just yeah, once? I do. I do believe that he sat outside of my home that I had on mm -hmm. multiple occasions. Okay. Um, and there wasn't, there was a, there was a, um, a situation where I, went to my aunt's house and he was there when I got there. Hmm. But you didn't his, know he was, you didn't know he was going to be there. His purpose of being there was, well, I need to give you your house keys. So I still have your keys. You know, you know how, you know, when you're in relationship, anything, hold on to any little thing. So you, yes, can you know how you're in a relationship and they try to, Oh, you left this toothbrush. You left this uh, right. bobby pin. Like, you was going to throw that away. But I think that was his, his way of trying to see me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then how did things escalate from there? The more that I did not talk to him, I think that's the more angry he got. Right. Or became. Because he felt like you were ignoring him. Right. Um, a couple times I came to my house, uh, I had groceries and a pot set um, on my doorstep. So that was an indicator that He's been there. So he was dropping gifts off, randomly right. dropping, dropping off gifts off, um, trying to, you know, I know you're a single mom, you know, you need, you need these groceries, you need this. Um, and there was another extreme where um, he spoke to my aunt and told her that he had bought me a, a truck. And in her mind, um, God, God bless her. Um, God rest her soul. Right. Um, can kind of like, I want to say maybe her upbringing or back in her days, um, you know, it was okay to accept 
material things as mm-hmm. a peace offering or accept money, um, you know, to say, hey, I forgive you. Um, so I took her advice and she said, well, you know, you know, you drive my vehicle because you don't have one right now. So I feel like you should accept the accept the truck. Go ahead and get the truck. You know, you need your car, you need your baby. It's snowing outside, and that's a really good vehicle for the snow. So respecting her mind and respecting her authority and, and respecting her because I, I looked at her as a mother figure, um, and I accepted it. Um, and Brianna gave me such a look. And disbelief, like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Right. But in my mind, I thought I was doing something right because it was for the benefit of her and mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up. She getting, didn't want that. She didn't want it. She did not mm-hmm. want me to do that. Um, she even. This was the first time I've ever seen her, you know, storm off with an attitude because she just didn't do that with me. She stormed off with an attitude and started walking off. But I I didn't really attend to that. I was going to attend to that when I came back. So um, I ended up getting in the car with he and uh, another guy. I didn't know him. Mm. Um, so I can go do um, do the registration and all those things to get the car, register over to me, and get mm-hmm. the keys and things. So everything was fine until after I signed the paperwork and put it in my name. And when we came out of the license bureau place, he snatched it. And called me a stupid mf'er. You think I was gonna give you this? This is the only way you was gonna be back with me is if I gave you this. I should kill you right now, but I ain't gonna do it because people were out here looking. Mm. So as soon as you took that vehicle, got it switched over to your name. He he was then threatening you right away. Threatening me right away. Threatening me again. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how stupid can I be? You know, this is this is it for me. I don't know this. I don't know this man in his car. And I, I, at this point, I definitely don't know who he is because who he was is totally not who I met. Um, but thankfully, you know, dropped me back off at my aunt's house, and I never seen him again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. At that point. So then we're moving closer to to one of the more critical. Um, events in the situation concerning your relationship. Um, what was then the next encounter with him? Um, I I want to say maybe the stalking became more intense because there were other people um, that are near and dear to me that say, I think I just saw so-and-so, right? Was that the you know, I would get texts and phone calls like, I just say, you know, such and such is near your house. And I, I since the first encounter of him being violent, I didn't, I wasn't at home as much. Um, you know, I would say at your house or I'd be at my aunt's house and pretty much the house I lived in, I was pretty much storing my belongings because I was scared to move very, very soon. So it pretty much was things I was packing um, but I really wasn't there during the day. I would more so just come home, maybe sleep, mm-hmm. if that, or we would be at family members' house. Okay. Because I was getting too many phone calls. I was I was feeling eerie every time that I would go home, just mm-hmm. because I knew I lived on a a street that was pretty much ducked off, and it really didn't have a whole lot of visibility. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
And then, and then what happened? Okay. Um, so this was tax weekend. Listen, we about to live it up. We got the taxes back. And you know, when you got a dependent, they're going to give you at least 4,000 at the minimum. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, you know, I always, you know, I always be honest and keep it real with me, you know, with my daughter. Hey, listen, we got this much, you know, I'm gonna allow you to spend this much, you know, you can have two friends. That's it. Come over. Uh, we can get a room. We can do whatever you like. The weekend is yours. Okay. So uh, she had a best friend um, that she had met at her new school because, you know, it's a new school because I just recently moved to the Dayton area after mm -hmm. living in the suburbs for quite some time. Um, so we picked her up. Um, this was on a Saturday. We had picked her up. Um, they both were like in the Young Scholars Program as well as going to school together. So um, picked them up and I told her, hey, let's go to the mall. And I even allowed her to get some Jordans. I don't even like my daughter wear tomboyish things or high tops. No, don't wear them because you just can't. So I even allowed her to do that. Um, so we picked them up and we had a good time and um, we ended up not getting a room because we got tired so late. It really wasn't like, um, it, it just didn't make sense to get a room at 1030 or 11 o'clock at night. And plus the type of room I would want us to stay in. Just want to get your money's worth. So we ended up just staying at at my home um, that I had. And something really, really was weird when I had woke up the next morning. My phone, it was which would have been Sunday because you said Saturday, right? Yeah, this was a this was this was on a Saturday that we all ended up sending the house. But, but when the you next woke up morning, on which Sunday. was a Sunday, mm -hmm. um, my phone had his name displayed as if I fell asleep talking to him on the phone, which I know I would not have done that. So it was almost as if he was listening to me sleep or possibly have been there but it it just was so strange i just can't explain it mm -hmm. but i didn't think anything of that i'm like well that's weird or maybe because i slept with my phone maybe i done but dialed accidentally dialed it right yeah um so i didn't i didn't think anything of that just you know hung up the phone um and we got ready for church um brianna her friend got ready um i had left out the house first just because i was ready first and i wanted to heat up the vehicle mm-hmm so I told her, you know, when y'all get ready, come on outside. I'm in the car. Um, and I typically leave, like, my bedroom door open um, when I live out. But I didn't think, you know, you know, nothing would was weird going on in the house because nothing, nothing happened other than that phone call that was displayed on my phone. So they came out and everything, and we proceeded to have a good time, rolled to church, listened to our music, you know, um, and, and, and I'm telling her friend, like, hey, I'm glad you came over this weekend. We had a good time. We definitely got to do it soon. Um, and all those things. So after that, you know, we we made it to the church, um, had church service and everything. Um, I didn't get any phone calls. Nothing was weird. Nothing was strange. Um, and after church, everyone, hey, bye. It's nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Uh, you know, that type of thing after church. So after church... Um, I had called my, uh, I had called Dina and let Dina know that, hey, Dina's our sister. Yeah. We're going to go back to the, um, my place and finish packing up things because at this point I have my move-in date for my next place, um, which we were scheduled to move on that Tuesday. We're on Sunday. 
So um, before we were going to finish packing and things, um, Brianna said she wanted something to eat. And I'm like, okay, what do you want? Um, she wanted the Chipotle. And can I get extra meat, Mom? <laughs> yes, you get extra meat. Um, but her friend wanted to come back over, but um, I think they had family dinner on Sunday. So we had to drop her off first and then went to go get the Chipotle for Brianna. Then we ended up picking up Alante, which is my niece, niece. Mm -hmm. and her friend because they were going to uh, finish help finish packing because Dina and Alante had things stored at my place that I needed them to figure out what they're going to do with it because once again I was scheduled to move on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So I pick up Alante and her friend, um, which were maybe like two miles away uh, from my home. So uh, pick them up. Went down to uh, my place. Um, I can't remember who unlocked the door. I can't remember if it was myself or Brianna. Um, it might have been me. Was there anything the strange around your house? Was there no, a vehicle? There's nothing, there, no, nothing strange around the house. Right. No windows broken. No, nothing outside. No mm -hmm. strange vehicles. No, nothing mm -hmm. that I was aware of. Um, so... We proceed to go into the house mm -hmm. and the way the house is set up. So when you open the door, there is a family room, then there's a dining room, and then straight ahead is a kitchen. But off on the right-hand side, there's an opening where the two bedrooms and the hallway and the bathroom is there. So mm -hmm. I come in and everybody knows what their objective is to do. Um, you know, get your get ch change your clothes, you know, put on something comfortable because you're about to be working and cleaning. And then what I was going to do is I was going to go to, um, like, a Home Depot and get, like, large trash bags, um, you know, industrial bags, um, cleaning supplies, all those things so we can be prepared. I didn't want to have anything we needed to do on Monday. Mm -hmm. We're just having things stacked and moved towards the door so we can move our things out on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So I go in. Uh, I was on the phone talking to a friend. Telling about my plans, talking about how church went and how my weekend went. So when I turned the corner to go to my bedroom, was after you go through the opening, my bedroom set on the right hand side. My bedroom door was shut. That I thought was strange because you said you don't shut the door. Yeah, and I left the door open. Mm -hmm. So I, in my mind, I didn't think that was anything alarming. Maybe Brianna went in to um, get some spray. Excuse me, get some spray. Uh, or something like that, or get a pair of earrings or a necklace of mine, you know, how we like to borrow, you know. So when I opened the door, there he was. Wow. Um, with gloves. Mm. Um, kind of like a scully type hat on um, and a loaded gun. I didn't know it was loaded, but it was a gun mm. in my face. Wow. Um, what did he say? He told me, shh. Because he startled me. I'm like, you know, that's mm -hmm. not what I expected when I opened the bedroom door. Right. And there he was, you know, with a gun in my face. And he told me to shh because I, I did yell out because um, he startled me. And when that happened, Brianna immediately came around the corner. Um, and he didn't even ask any questions. He didn't say, get out of here, any of those things. He opened fire. He wow. Shot her. Immediately. Immediately. 
after that first shot. I, I was in disbelief. It was more so like a like a matrix type of yeah, slow motion you, type you, thing. Like I, I, I just what I saw in my in my brain, it just was not connecting. I just couldn't right. connect. You couldn't process that. Was, I couldn't process it. Like, did you just sh shoot my baby? Like, wow. And he said, B, as in a cuss word, told you I was a murderer. I told you I'll do what I do. Wow. And then proceeds to shoot her again in her face. Mm. So she took two bullets. Yeah. Okay. And then what happened? I want to say I kind of shoved him. I thought because with the second shot, this got to be real, you know, because that's when I saw blood leaking from her face. Mm. And I go down to her side immediately. Um, she was just laying there. She, you know, she didn't say anything. Uh, I didn't hear a moan or a groan or, or mm. even like any type of mumbling words. Mm -hmm. um, and I go to pull her to me to try to pick her up. But she seemed so heavy. Like, I, I couldn't. So I'm I'm grabbing and pulling at her. I'm like, come on, baby, get up, get up, get up, you know. Um and he says, F that we gotta go. As if she was nothing. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and I just felt like he had no connection to reality. And in his eyes were pure black and just evil. Mm. And pure rage um and being super aggressive to me mm -hmm. and no remorse of what he just did. Just did right um so he has a gun pointed at me come on we gotta go mm -hmm. I'm like no 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 you know I need to get her help this does not look good and he was trying to still pull me away from her and he finally pulled me away from her and I'm like, well, would you just call and get her help? And um, little did I know, I turned around and looked towards the front door. My niece was laying there. Um, she didn't have any visible signs that I could see that anything was wrong with her. She just looked a little dazed um, and confused. Um, and he tells her, lay down if I shoot you again. So he had shot her and you weren't even aware of it because I wasn't even aware your of your mind was you were right. trying to figure it was, out my mind was focused on what, what's going on right now with her. Okay. And which was which was my daughter. So while I was down on her side, he possibly could have shot Alante. And you at weren't that aware. Time okay. Because he's having to shoot you again. So in my mind, if you say I'm gonna shoot you again, you are you shot already shot her. Right. And so do you know where the, the friend, so the friend was there too, right? Yeah, the friend was there, um, but at the time I did not see her. So in my mind, she, she probably either ran out or she's or somewhere hiding. Okay. So then he says, come on, let's go. And then what happens? And you see um, Brianna, you see Alante. So he's like, where's your purse at? He found my purse, he grabbed the purse. Yeah, took the cell phone. Um, so I think I still maybe had the cell phone in my hand or I dropped it or whatnot, but he had my cell phone in his hand and um he had he had the car keys and the gun. So you can't hold all of these things, car keys, gun, 
um, try to hold me, my purse, all these things, and try to still have control of the situation. Um, so I made it seem as if I was going to go with him in order for me to get out the house. So um, as Lante was laying in front of the door, I kind of had to pry the door open because she was laying in front of it and she was losing conscious. Um, she had laid back down. Um, so I was able to open the door, um, pry it open just enough. And once I was able to open the door, I ran. Mm. I didn't have any shoes on. My mm. clothes were ripped and I had Brianna's blood on me and I was running down the street to the next block to see if I can get any help from anybody. And who did you see? Did you see anybody? Did you? Well, the neighbors were outside. Um, I just wasn't confident in them and that wasn't far enough to get away from him. So I mm -hmm. ran down to the next block mm -hmm. um, and I went to the first door that I saw was open. When I say doors open, they had like their main door open, but the screen door was closed. Know, yeah. Okay. Um, so I ran to their their porch and asked them, can I use your phone? I need to call 911. My baby's been shot. Um, and I need to get help from my niece. I don't know what's going on with her. Um, I tried to open their door because I just, I, I wanted to get away from them. But get they, in. I, they didn't open the door for me. They slid the phone out through the mailbox slot. Mm -hmm. um, and as I was dialing 911, he was at the corner watching me. Well, I doubt 911. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe the neighbors um, called the police because so as saw. I was running, he was shooting, firing shots at me. Wow. As you were running down the street to get As help. I was running down the street. And they were so close to my ear. You um, heard it. And so close to my head that it gave me a, a haircut. So it braised your hair. It did. A bullet braised your hair. Yes. As you're running to escape from him. Wow. Yeah. And so you called 911 and you believe the neighbors probably also called because they saw him. Right. And then he's watching you at, on the porch while you're dialing for help. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? As I heard the sirens get closer because it became louder, um, I turned back around to see if he was still there watching me. He disappeared. He was gone. He was gone. Wow. So um, the um, dispatch told me, well, the police are on their way and the ambulance are too. Um, said I felt I felt a little bit safe, felt self set safer to go back um, to sit there with my baby. By the time I got around there, it was the street was flooded with officers, um, and I tried to get back into the house. They did mm -hmm. not allow me to, mm -hmm. um, and they asked me, "Who am I?" Um, who's in the house, all those things. Wow. Um, they said, we have one in here that's not breathing. I kind of overheard the conversations that they mm -hmm. were having amongst each other. Um, and while I was there, they pulled me away from my home and made me sit in the backseat of the police car. Mm -hmm. Um, and I told the officer, do not shut this door. I'm going to have my feet dangling out of here. And I need to see what's going on. I need to see who come out the house. Mm -hmm. Because I know when I last saw Brianna, um, her face was definitely leaking blood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she sat there for a while. Right. Right. 
so as I said there, um, I had two family members uh, arrive on the scene, um, which was Uncle Rod and mm -hmm. Cousin Ronnie. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how they knew about any of these things because I didn't even get to call nobody. They just so showed when up. I did get a chance to call somebody. I called you. Okay. I recall. I recall getting a call from Dina and I recall getting a call from you. And then um, I met, I, I immediately went to the hospital and you were being, you were in custody, not as, of course, an offender or criminal, but you were in custody because they were not clear, uh, clear as to where he was at this point. So they felt that you were also still very much so in danger, right? And I remember when we were there and them, and I came to you. So I left the hospital and I came to you. Uh, they told me at the hospital, we have we have one, um, which then left me thinking, well, where is the other? And when they said we have one, they didn't tell me who the one was. So at this point, I don't know if it's Brianna. I don't know if it's Alante. I have no idea. Um, and then I meet you down at the safety uh, where they held you for safety. And uh, I remember then the news being delivered to you. And I remember um, you just breaking down uh, all the way, you know, and it was difficult for you because I think you were in denial at that point. How did you feel? How did you actually feel in that moment? Do you remember how you felt? Well, I'm going to go back just a little bit. Okay. Um, so when they had me sitting in the vehicle, um, I can't remember if it was Uncle Rod or Ronnie um, who allowed me to use their phone, but I know for sure Ronnie was there holding my hand the entire mm -hmm. time. Um, I was like my favorite cousin. <laughs> um, so I remember them walking Alante out uh, of the house. I remember the friend walking out the house. Um, but when Alante walked out the house, she kind of collapsed. So they had to put her on the gurney. Mm -hmm. um, and I see them, you know, rolling her to the ambulance. And by that time, you know, the crowds were coming out. People were coming from everywhere. And they took me away from the scene. So... I can remember being down at the station and barefooted. My feet were cold. Um, I can remember just being thirsty. I can remember being concerned. I can remember being lost, um, confused mm -hmm. because I didn't, I didn't see Brianna come out the house. Um, and then, mind you, I said that the officer said we have one in here. So I thought for sure that maybe he went in there and, um, you know, killed himself. Um, so they were still not telling me any information. They were asking me about who was in the house. You know, I told them um, my niece, her friend, um, and my daughter, Brianna. They're like, well, what does Lante have on? Couldn't remember what Lante have on, but... I, I told him I remembered, but I knew down to the socks what Brianna had on. Um, so she had a pink shirt on. It's got this cartoon character on it. 
had these skinny jeans on with them J's, Jordans, I told you a lot I get. She had the Jordans on and her hair is down um, and she was laying between the hallway and the dining room. So in between right there. Um, and she had a, a pea coat on. Um, and they said, okay. Um, then they showed me like a lineup. You know, like in movies, it's people standing, you know, behind his glass window. Nah, it don't happen like that. Not in reality. Um, so they showed me a lineup with different photos, as if the photos were like from like an ID, state ID. So those mm -hmm. type of pictures, they showed it to me in black and white, and then they showed it to me in color. Um, so they showed me in black and white first. I said, that's him right there. Um, his name is Damian Wesley. Um, he is definitely the person. And then they showed me in in color. It ain't gonna change. It's him right there, Damien Wesley. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm like, stop asking me questions about him, okay? At this point, ask me or tell me about my daughter. Is she okay? So they're like, I'm sure she's fine. Um, you know, we're working to get, you know, get this solved and resolved and and, and, and we're working to, to, to capture him because at this point he is a person of interest. Of course. No, no, he's not a person of interest. He's a person he's that, the did one that did it. Right. He did it. That's their turn. And I saw it. So, as I was sitting down at the station, I'm like, well, give me some water. Like, I just felt like they just wasn't catering to my questions and catering to me enough. Like, what's going on? Why are you not telling me anything? So, after sitting there a while, and I saw uh, Uncle Rod came down to the station. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Cece, who is now his wife now, she came down to the station. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like, oh, what y'all doing down here? You know what I'm saying? Go check out Alante and Brianna. You know, I'm I'm okay. You know. Uncle Rob was like, well, they said you're going to need a ride from down here. I'm like, okay. Get out of here. At this point, I was, I was beginning to be like embarrassed. Like, don't be down here. Stop looking at me, you know. Mm -hmm. After a while, they left out the room. Um, I, I didn't have anything to say to them. I didn't know what to say to them. Mm -hmm. Then I saw then I saw Brenda Lawrence. Mm -hmm. God rest her dust. Then I saw uh, Cornelius, mm -hmm. Michelle, and then finally I saw you mm -hmm. and uh, Kendall. And I was sitting there thinking, like, I am so embarrassed. Like, you know, in my mind, I did everything I could do to get away from this man. You know, I reported him. Um, but why he just wouldn't leave me alone. Like, mm -hmm. he became so obsessed, obsessed. Right. Um, with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there and... You come in the room, and Kendall comes in the room. You have, I've never seen your face that sad before. Mm -hmm. um, even, even as, you know, as sisters growing up together, like, I pretty much can sense when something is wrong with you. And I know something was wrong because of how your face was. And you mm -hmm. try to hold it together, but you just did a good job. So, so Kendall sits in between you and I, and she grabbed my hand and kind of told me to turn and look at her. 
she says, you know what I'm about to tell you, right? I look like that you love me and you're going to be there for me, right? She said, yeah, you know, always, you know, I'll be my Yanny, which is my nickname. She says, Brianna didn't make it. Like, make what? Yeah, you struggle with processing that one. Um, I'm thinking, like, well, don't just... Well, what is it that you're saying? Um, Because it sounds foreign language. Mm-hmm. Sound, sound like gibberish. It just, just wasn't coming clear to me. So yeah, you were shocked. She said she didn't make it. She uh she went to be with the Lord. And I can remember the best way to describe it is that I was opened up and everything inside of me was snatched. Mm. Um I can remember me sobbing yeah. so loud. Yeah, that hurt my heart. Um to witness. And I can remember like losing control of my body. I became super limped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I don't I don't remember if I um you know peed myself. Um I know I snotted and slobbed and I couldn't even walk. Um Yeah, your body Cornelius, was Cornelius yeah. carried me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Body was limp. I remember. I remember. And you know, one encounter, one relationship, uh, one person um, having come into your life with the intent to just completely destroy it. And what lessons have you learned from that, Dewan? as it pertains to how you interact with people or allow them to interact with you? Believe the signs in people because once they show you who they are, believe it. Maya Angelou said it. Believe Believe it. Believe that's them. Mm Mm-hmm. Ask the right questions when getting to know someone. You know, um, are there any mental health concerns? Do you take meds? Mm-hmm. Um, how's your childhood? What's your upbringing? Mm-hmm. How's your relationship with your mother? Because I've always heard how you deal with your mother is how you would deal with your significant other. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. I didn't believe that, like, well, you know, some people just don't get along with their mama like that, but yeah, how he treats his mother or how he treats you. Mm-hmm. Um, or vice versa. Um, you know. Um, so definitely believe in the signs of mm-hmm. uh, a person. Um, ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Um, ask your children questions because mm-hmm. you know they 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 can tell signs of things too and mm-hmm. and they know what can fit for them too. 
mm -hmm. is very important. Um, and take your time with things. If someone wants to rush things, mm -hmm. why are we rushing? Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then, and then once you experience a sign of the physicality or abuse, what do you suggest once you're in it? You have to be brave. You have to decide what's important. Mm -hmm. Is this worth it? Mm -hmm. Especially if you have children. Yeah. Um, especially if you have daughters. Um, know what's important. Be brave. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can set a code word for one of your friends. Or maybe, depending on the relationship you have with your children, maybe you can set a code word for them as well. Um, have a plan to escape that because it don't get better. It can get worse. That's great advice, Dawn. Great advice. So if you're out there and you have dealt with or dealing with domestic violence, um, you do not have to stay. You do not have to deal. You do not have to tolerate. Um, and there's help for you. So we want to, those of you that are watching, you see a number scrolling across the bottom of the screen for the National Domestic Violence uh, Hotline. Uh, there are resources. There are people that are willing to help you. That number is one 799 then the word SAFE, 7233. Uh, reach out to someone. Reach out to your family members. Reach out to law enforcement. Do what you have to do to keep yourself and your children safe. It's not easy to navigate. We know that. Um, we've experienced that. Uh, my family has been deeply impacted uh, by what Dewan has experienced and the loss of our niece. And I just want you all to know uh, that there's help for you. Uh, there's safety for you. Um, do everything in your power. Don't have the mentality that um, it'll never be enough. Do everything that you can uh, to keep yourself and those that you love safe. Okay. Dewan, I am so proud of you. Uh, Dewan has come out of the situation uh, better than she was before, uh, obviously with great loss and great grief and great pain um, for her only child having been lost. But Dewan, I'm very proud of the way that you've navigated this and the way that you've been an open book to help other women um, and help even help young children um, and young adults navigate life uh, based on your experience. You mm -hmm. are um, you are a survivor. Um, you are resilient. And um, you are the best you at this point from what you've thank experienced. You. Um, and so I thank you today thank you. for being so candid and honest. Again, some of these details are details that I have not heard before uh, because we just uh, had not sit down to discuss them. But she was willing to be an open book for Queen Conversations. I want you all to share this with someone that you know is being impacted by this. Um, and, and also so that you know the signs of when mm -hmm. someone you love is being abused and taken advantage of. So, Dewan, hang in there. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, you I, are I am more than willing to sit down and talk to anyone who needs to hear this type of story or who wants to um, maybe have a support system. Maybe you feel like you've been through the same situation before and you need a helping hand or you need someone to help you along the way. Let's support each other. Let's cry together. Let's grow together. Let's shine together. I love you, Dewan. Love you too.
So um, thank you all so much. Um, this is not the typical tone of the show, but very necessary for the month of October. We wanted to make sure that we highlight a survivor um, and that you all know that there is help, there is this hope. Um, as always, I say, if you're living for yourself, um, you're not living at all. Thank you for joining Queen Conversations today. Come on, ladies, let's join in. Join